Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a great day. As always, likes, comments, and subscribes are appreciated as they do help out the channel. Very big thank you to all the new Patreon members. Hello out there. I'm waving. You can't see me, but I am waving. And without further ado, let's jump Right into it, it says Bitcoin rallies as altcoins turn green, pushing the cryptocurrency market back above $1 trillion once again. It's what says crypto market back above $1 trillion as Bitcoin, Ether, Cardano, and Polygon lead gains in the relief rally. Yes, the cryptocurrency market is in green, at least for the seven-day, and I think especially there's another metric as well. It says Ethereum Classic is ready to explode. Wow. As Ethereum merge draws close, for those of you who missed a good portion of that news, uh, the idea basically is we now unofficially, uh, officially have the date of the 19th of September as the upgrade date for Ethereum. And as tons of people are using mining machines to create Ethereum when it moves to proof of stake, these machines will no longer be usable on Ethereum, but they will be able to be used on Ethereum Classic. That's kind of the idea. So Ethereum Classic is, I mean, up like 30, 40, 50% as well <clears throat> over the last couple of days off of the Ethereum upgrade news. It says Ethereum rockets to 1,630 US dollars. Dips are supported. Currently, at the moment, Bitcoin, <clears throat> I believe, went up to 23,000. And Ethereum went up to 1,630. Uh, they dipped a tiny bit, as is to be expected, uh, we cannot go up forever in a consistent line. It just does not work that way. There will always be a dip, a drop, a tiny bit lower to kind of see if we have any type of price support at that level. A lot of other articles similar to yesterday were popping up and floating around talking about the um, <clears throat> basically no one knows that the bottom appears to be in. It appears that $18,000 could have been the lowest point that we were going to go. We have a lot of indications from uh, analytics firms that apparently the people who got into the market over the last year and a half were the uh, apparently <clears throat> the only people who were selling <laughs> during this actual movement down. They got scared. All the new accounts disappeared. They left the market. And now it's basically only people who have been in the market for a while, have not sold their coins, or have been buying consistently, and therefore, this is why we see the market moving back up. So yeah, Bitcoin hit 20, was next to $23,000. It dipped down a tiny bit. Ethereum hit 1630 It also moved down a tiny bit, as one would uh, expect. Uh, the rest of the market is currently in like a light green, if you will. <clears throat> Going to be fascinating to see where prices go, especially as we actually get closer to the uh, 19th of September date. Yeah, that was basically all the price news. I know we normally have like a huge chunk of price news. <clears throat> However, today it was more of a prices aren't green. Uh, Bitcoin is going very high. I've also noticed I don't have them in this video as well because it's a little bit redundant. 
uh, a lot of analysts uh, who about four or five days ago were like, oh, woe is us, crypto market down, are now like Bitcoin to 27,000. Bitcoin is looking healthy. Bitcoin's on a bull run and it's like, okay, I get it. You know, the market turns lightly green and everyone goes completely insane once again. That's the price news. Yeah, kind of nice to see reality reflecting isn't that crazy that people who simply got into our market because they didn't understand it, all they had to do was leave for us to be healthy again? How insane is that? <clears throat> and without further ado, let's move on. Okay, in one of the more... There's a lot of really popular news today, and it's all a little ridiculous. For those of you who did not hear... Uh, a week, two, three weeks ago, I'm not sure of the exact time frame because this keeps happening over and over, <clears throat> a crypto lending platform called Celsius apparently collapsed. For those of you not looking at the screen, it says from $25 billion to only, air quotes, $167 million, how a major crypto lender collapsed and dragged many investors down with it. Uh, the idea of DeFi lending, uh, no custody, whatever platforms collapsing has kind of been the theme over the last two months. And regulators are kind of all over the place talking about, we knew it, we saw this coming from a mile away, and we did nothing to stop it because we're terrible regulators. They didn't say that, but I'm sure they're, I hope, I hope that they're all thinking that they're terrible because wait till you see the other news that we have coming. Part of the issue is, is that a lot of people, and I... Don't know how new you are to the cryptocurrency space, but let me try and put this in very nice words. If something is offering you too much money at one time, 25, 27, 33% yearly return rate, and you see everything else on the planet is not offering that, it's usually because of a reason. Try not to, or simply don't, put your money into things that keep offering you returns like this because they're usually scams. Nearly always. Unless mathematically someone has figured out a way to do this, uh, they're going to have a problem at some point in the future. So tons of these platforms continue to fall and tons of people are making YouTube videos about how angry and how sad they are. And that can be easily avoided if you once again just try and pay attention to, if you are in the cryptocurrency market, understand that not only is crypto volatile, but you know it's a weird market in general. So if you're going to be putting money into the market, understand that Bitcoin or the other cryptocurrency coins dropping by 12% and or rising by 40% over the course of a 7, 8 day, 9, 10 period is already risky enough for your portfolio. You don't need to hunker down and throw $30,000 into a platform that's promising you 40% returns over the course of a year, because odds are they're going to be fake, you're going to be upset, and you're going to lose tons of money. That's part one. The news story of the day is um, this news. Celsius's 1.7 million registered users across 100 countries allegedly gave up title or the rights to their crypto they deposited into earn and borrow accounts, according to the firm's lawyers. You heard that correctly. At the first bankruptcy hearing for Celsius on the 18th of July, lawyers from the Kirkland Law Firm, led by Pat Nash, detailed how retail users, normal everyday people, who, who using were using earn and borrow accounts, transferred the title of their coins to the firm, as per its terms of service. As a result, they said that Celsius was free to use, sell, 
pledge and rehypothecate those coins as it wishes. For those of you who did not understand that or may be uh, read with anger right now, Celsius's lawyers are claiming that uh, they lost a lot of money. And whatever the situation might have been, they went from billions to just around $100 million. And apparently, allegedly, they do not have the money to give back to people who had invested into their platform. The lawyer is claiming that, according to their terms of services, the moment you gave Celsius your coins, they basically owned your coins. Right. However, a legal question has arisen about whether custody account holders retain title for their assets. Celsius's terms of services claims that the firm cannot use coins in custody accounts without permission, without user permission. Still, lawyers question whether this holds for crypto that the firm is currently in position of what? In their overview of the case, they asked, are the crypto assets in Celsius's possession property of the estate? Is the answer to this question different for crypto assets held under the custody versus the earn program? Um, Very big news of the day. I assume this is going to be dragged out for a very long time. Um, I don't know how many of you watch South Park or any other cartoon show as such. There was one episode, it must have been on South Park, where someone was being asked to like read the terms of services and they refused to do so. And as they simply signed or digitally signed or clicked at the bottom, uh, weird stuff kept on happening to them because they know so many people never actually read the terms of services. <clears throat> I want to say a good seven or eight out of ten times I actually do read the terms of services. Sometimes if it's like 98 pages, I can't do it. But sometimes if it's like 15 pages, I'll actually read through it. And I've said no to a lot of them because a lot of times, and it's not even just within the cryptocurrency space. The stuff that people write, like you give up all your rights to a lot of things once you click on these people's platforms. So just something to always be aware of. But um, I know that only three people are hearing me right now. Uh, but it's more of a, if you are in some type of a platform in the cryptocurrency space that you, in the back of your mind, know that you should not be into... Maybe just lessen some exposure to that platform because this is like the fourth one that has collapsed this year. There are going to be many more because uh, pyramids can't be built up forever, like physically. Like if trying building a pyramid and you you know you get to a point and it kind of right. So yeah, that's the Celsius news. This was quite popular, of course, because of the theme and because of the topic. But I think this is going to shed a light on a lot of other platforms in the space that people should have not been using in the first place. And yeah, let's move on to some more weird news. Next up, this is also, I mean, every single news story is like incredibly popular right now. The finance minister of India, Nirmala Sitharaman, has revealed that the Reserve Bank of India insists a ban on cryptocurrency. Despite making their stance on digital assets clear, India continues to seek global collaboration for imposing the ban. If you've been with me since 2017, this is the longest book that will not end. You keep looking, you see that there are two more pages left, you turn the two pages, 3,000 more appear. 
India and many other countries understand what cryptocurrencies are. I think sometimes they may fake ignorance or they may look around and go, well, it looks new and looks fancy. I don't really know. What should we do with it? <clears throat> they understand that their their paper currencies are garbage. This is not me talking bad about fiat. This is not me pointing a finger. If you've watched any type of international monetary news over the last 10 years, India mathematically, economically is not doing as well as many other countries. Part of the issue for them is, is that cryptocurrencies kind of clear up a gigantic amount of nonsense that is happening within their country. It increases transparency, which they which they do not have. Uh, many of the persons within the country have been <clears throat> singled out for or called basically that they've been uh, quite corrupt and have been stealing funds, whether any of that actually happened, probably, but no one can, you know, never substantiated uh, what have you. <clears throat> the other part is uh, a number of countries have realized that if they allow cryptocurrencies to become legal within their borders, they know that their citizens would choose number two as opposed to number one because they know that the, the fiat paper currencies that they've been using for a very long time in their country through their whole life has not done them well, has continued to inflate, things continue to get more expensive, the paper actually has no value, and what have you, so on and so forth. The back and forth has been that over the course of, since 2017, the Indian government has consistently said we are going to regulate cryptocurrencies. Three weeks later, they say they're going to ban it, then they're going to regulate it. This is, I mean, an actual flip-flop, 25 times per year, every year. And now the news basically is once again <clears throat> that the Reserve Bank of India is desperate to ban cryptocurrencies. Why would their central bank be desperate to ban cryptocurrencies? It's because the banking system is garbage. If you have a digital currency that can do everything that the bank does without needing to actually have a physical location, what's the point of the bank? The point of the bank is to issue the money, to print the money, to give out the money to people. What happens when you have a protocol like Bitcoin that does that mathematically and automatically? Why do you need monetary policies that says how much inflation is going to be the next year when you know Bitcoin's inflation rate or Bitcoin's deflation rate or how much Bitcoin is going to come out? I can tell you right now exactly how much Bitcoin will be coming out of the machine in the year 2100. The, the Reserve Bank of India cannot tell you how much money they will be printing in the next five years. They, they literally cannot do that because it depends on other economic circumstances happening around the world. <clears throat> so as it stands right now, especially going on with the flip-flop, uh, the bank is trying to get it banned within the country. They say that they cannot do so, but they need actual collaboration from other global leaders who will stand with them to be able to ban it. Imagine how desperate you have to be and how terrible your currency has to be that you are trying to ban a protocol within your country. Let that sink in. Do you remember in the beginning, I'm not sure how many of you do, when many countries were trying to ban the internet within their country? And they successfully did so. There are three, four countries on the planet who have their own, air quotes, internet. And it's terrible. It's, it's censored to, to, to heaven and back. 
One of the main reasons why they say that they want to ban crypto is because that they plan on releasing their own central bank digital currency, which is going to, of course, be centralized. And they want that to be in, in, in the public purview as opposed to something else that they know will be better than what they're offering. <clears throat> Crazy, right? So this was also very popular news. Um, the news being, I think it's because of the legacy behind the news that they've been trying to do this for seven years now. Five? Four? Seven? Five. I can't count. Five years. <clears throat> um, just do it. I, I said it in 2019. If you're going to ban it, just ban it. This should not be news anymore. Um, I would love to see a world where people had full control over their own money and we lost a gigantic chunk of the corruption that runs most of the world. But that won't happen until cryptocurrencies are used by everyone or adopted by at least 40 to 50% of the planet. So, <clears throat> sure. Um, that's the Reserve Bank of India really wants to ban crypto. India is basically kind of like America right now where there's like they refuse to give regulations. They won't really say what's going on. They keep hinting at stuff, but they're not really doing it. It's like, I mean, if you don't want money in your borders, you could just say so. Just like, you know, have have a sign when people enter the airport. If you got money, please go away. We don't want it. All right. That's the India news. Yeah. Let's move on. In the T-H-E-E-E, most popular news story of the day, how I wish I was joking. The Dutch Central Bank has imposed a 3.3 million euro fine on Binance for for extending unauthorized services to Dutch citizens. You heard that correctly. The crypto exchange did not allegedly have proper registration, but still continued to provide services. This comes as a setback for the exchange's campaign to win over European regulators. First of all, that should not be a setback at all. And two, this is is going into stupid news for those of you who were wondering, and I'm sure only one person was wondering. Well, hello to you, person. The central bank stated... That the crypto exchange had violated the rules, which was needed by the digital asset company to be able to have a registration that would facilitate the exchange to offer exchanges in the Netherlands. To form an estimate of the fine that was levied, the Dinederlandse Bank, or the DNB, followed its general fine-setting policy. No. No, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to, no, 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 Where do I even begin? If My brain is going in all directions right now. The fine that was imposed was nonsense. Why? And I, please, please have it somewhere in here because I would love to see the actual numbers somewhere. I believe it's the 2020 date. It also says it in the other articles because, of course, there are a lot of them. The news basically is is that Binance has allegedly been working unregistered within uh, the Netherlands, I think over the last two to three years. And now regulators have a problem with it. So now, not three years ago, But now, regulators are fining them for allowing people within the Netherlands to have access to Binance. 
Regulators aren't there to actually regulate. They're there to fine and to get money from individuals who they say have done something wrong, but probably didn't in the first place. Let me clarify. Wouldn't it have made more sense? First of all, I'm not a banker. I am not a trillionaire socialite. I am not really that much in the know about financial ongoings except for things within the cryptocurrency space. You know what Binance is. Your friend probably has heard of Binance. You know what Coinbase is, maybe even Kraken as well. The point I'm trying to make is we know that these things exist. Everyone can agree? Cool. I'm going to assume that an entity that regulates, still with me? Good. Also knew that Binance existed and crypto existed and Bitcoin existed as well. As a regulator, you probably would get news or constantly be aware of an entity called Binance that had a website, still with me, that citizens within your borders could access. Everyone still with me. I would have assumed that in 2019 or 2020, as a regulator going on to a website, click, 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 click on the keyboard, and you see that this website exists and you were able to get access to it, you would immediately sound the bell, ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling, or sound the alarm and say, hey, if I have access to it, everyone else in the Netherlands must have access to this as well. You would then contact Binance and say, hey, we have a really big problem. I understand that you're a gigantic cryptocurrency company, but the thing that you're offering to our citizens, at least at the moment right now that I just saw yesterday, is illegal. Do you mind flying over so that we can have a conversation together so that you can sign some paperwork so that it is then legal? This is exactly what happens in the United States. The SEC keeps suing companies who have been offering unregistered securities to American citizens over a course of a three, four year period. The SEC knew the moment that that offering began. Why not simply tell that company? Because the point isn't to actually regulate. It's to fine and to make money. The Dutch central bank could not have made... 3.3 million euros if they had told Binance from the get-go that something was wrong. These people don't care about their actual citizens. Why would you wait years to give news that something might be wrong? And I can assure you, I can assure you, I can absolutely assure you, regulators knew what DeFi was years ago, probably what Celsius was, Probably what Terra Luna and many other platforms also were as well. Saw them, did absolutely nothing, waited for them to collapse, and then they go, oh, crypto, something's wrong here. Why don't regulators actually regulate and, and, and care about people? Is, is, the, is the constant point of regulation just to get money from a company after you've told them that they've done something wrong? Or wouldn't you attempt to regulate them from the actual get-go? What am I constantly missing about the, the, the regulatory space around here? So as it stands right now, this was the most popular news story of the day. I was a little shocked. I couldn't understand why. I still don't officially understand why this was the most popular news story. Um... I wish we lived in a world where corruption didn't exist. Uh, I think things would be a lot easier for all of us. Imagine in 2017, 2018, 
regulators had simply regulated how they want to regulate, we would not be having any of these discussions and we'd be a completely different space as a society. But you wait years so that now, in essence, the Dutch people have also had access to this platform that was illegal. In what, in what way have they financially been harmed because the regulator didn't step in from the very beginning? It's not Binance's fault that Binance made a website and that other people had access to it. It's the people within said country who are supposed to regulate and care for their citizens and say, hey, that's no, something's wrong. We are here to protect our citizens. So we're going to tell you on the first day. Does anyone actually think that it took regulators three years to find out what a Binance was? And that's why I said I know what Binance is and you know what Binance is and you know what Coinbase is and Kraken. If we know what these things are and we are not regulators, how long have the regulators known? How long has the SEC known that many things would harm American individuals? And they just don't care. Terrible, right? The more you think about it, the worse it actually gets. Anyway, that's the most popular news story of the day. Um, I assume... Uh, Binance will be able to pay this fee because they are worth billions of dollars. Uh, Binance is also, I think, still hiring people as well because they made sure to mention like two weeks ago while everyone else is uh, laying people off. Uh, no, we were preparing for a crypto winter. We have more than enough money uh, because we weren't buying. <laughs> what did they say? They were like, we weren't buying um, partnerships with uh, soccer stadiums or putting our ads on buses. Uh, that is a direct rock throw at, a, at another uh, crypto platform who was like partnering. I mean, they were putting their uh, th- their name on stadiums and other things. And that's not how you get adoption by, by any means. Anyway, that's the Dutch Central Bank Binance News. Um, also, by the way, I don't have it in here, but that's why I said it's not hurting Binance at all. Because Binance just got, I think, two more... Uh, uh, two more approvals to work in two other European countries. So I guess we can see where the corruption is coming from in Europe then. That's the Dutch Central Bank news. And yeah, let's move on. Also, when like super popular news, like I was like, whoa, I, okay, sure. Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss's Gemini has reportedly laid off additional staff more than a month after reports suggested the cryptocurrency exchange cut 10% of its employees. In a Monday report from TechCrunch, the news outlet said that a source close to Gemini reported 68 fewer employees on the company's Slack channel, suggesting the crypto exchange had cut roughly 7% of its more than 1,000 staff. The unnamed source claimed that Gemini continued laying off employees as part of its extreme cost cutting. And there's they tweet for it right there. The Winklevoss, I hate the whole name. The Winklevoss Brothers Gemini Trust reportedly cut 10% of its employees amid the bear market in June. As the price of major cryptocurrencies fell by double digits. Hama Publication, Bitcoin and Ethereum have risen. Cool, amazing, wonderful. Um, The news is... Also very popular news that Gemini, the crypto exchange, has laid off more employees. Why news like this ends up being more popular than countries adopting Bitcoin, 
or any of the trillions of other things that have to do with adoption, I do not know. And I don't think I'll ever actually figure that out. Um, there's a lot of news floating around. I'm sure it's just, I don't like the term FUD, but I'm sure it's just like people trying to kick up dirt uh, to make problems. That, that a number of cryptocurrency exchanges are becoming insolvent or simply don't have the money. Gemini doesn't really do anything. Gemini has been around for a very long time, but they're not popular. I don't hear people, I mean, even people who are not in crypto, when they ask me where to go, they've usually heard of Kraken or they've actually even heard of Coinbase. 99% of the time, no one goes, oh, hey, should I open an account on Gemini? I heard that they're the most used and the most trusted. I don't think I've ever heard those words together in a sentence. So I guess it does make sense as they're not the most popular. They probably don't have tons of revenue coming in that they would be letting go 70, 80, 90 people. Um, why this was for some reason fantabulous news and everyone was talking about it. I, I think it's more of a, I don't think it's schadenfreude, but I, I think it's like a, oh no, woe is us. Look at how bad crypto's doing because they had to let people off. They're not popular. Their, their platform's not popular. No one's using them. It makes sense to me that they would be laying people off. Binance just became the largest crypto exchange on the planet like two days ago. Like like actual buy metrics and also the largest. First of all, they were the largest exchange by volume. But now the I think they're the largest holder of Bitcoin crypto exchange in the world. That They keep passing Coinbase all the time. When was the last time you heard me say Gemini exchange? February? Somewhere around there. I don't even remember. So, yeah, um, I hope the people who got laid off got nice severance packages. I hope they find new jobs soon. I'm not surprised that they had to lay people off, and I am surprised that this was popular news. <clears throat> What's going on, guys? What's going on? Why is, why, is, why is the news of a boring crypto exchange laying off people making headlines? Anyway... That's the Gemini layoff news. See, it sounds stupid because it is. Like, who who cares? Why was why was this news? News. Let's move on. And also in wow, you you're you're sure regulating a South Korean financial regulator is prepared to go on the hunt for kimchi premium dealers. And has vowed to prosecute anyone found guilty. Let, let, me under, let, me, let, me, let me let you understand what's going on. In 2017, South Korea and Japan ran the cryptocurrency market. They didn't do well. They weren't in it. They were the market movers. And it got so crazy that there was a situation called, or an, an event that was called, the Kimchi Premium in South Korea where there was such an enormous amount of buying pressure from people within South Korea that people were literally buying it from other crypto exchanges, you know, Coinbase, other place, third exchange. I'll give you a random number. Let's say for 15000 and they were selling it back on crypto exchanges within South Korea. 
for 20,000, whatever, you know, they were buying it lower and selling it higher within South Korea. That's how much people were willing to pay an actual gigantic premium just to get their hands on any amount of Bitcoin that they could. This also was the beginning of the, um, the I'll call it the, the regulator march where every country on the planet realized what was going on because we had indications that during the 2017 bull run that bitcoin was actually aiming for 30 or 40 or 50 thousand dollars like it was going to continue going however we had bitcoin futures launch which was meant to crash the market we also had every 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 country on the planet announce that they were thinking of banning bitcoin because they saw how big that it was going to get and they saw what was going on uh, this raised a lot of alarms in South Korea and Japan because their citizens were actually using all of their money to buy crypto. And the idea then forming was that Bitcoin would eventually become so big that it would be used over fiat uh, currencies. And governments were like, nah, I don't want that to happen. So within South Korea alone, the kimchi premium had become so big <clears throat> that people were paying thousands extra to be able to get their hands on Bitcoin. That's kind of the idea of it. And for some reason now, uh, the, the South Korean financial regulator wants to hunt these people down. Several shrewd traders have attempted to gain from the kimchi premium by purchasing Bitcoin from international over-the-counter traders overseas and afterward dumping the coins for a profit on South Korean platforms like Upbit. Backing it up. That's called trading. That's called cryptocurrency trading. The idea is you buy Bitcoin for a lower amount and then you resell at a higher amount. That is called cryptocurrency trading. There is no... And the idea of an international over-the-counter, I hate this space so much. It drives me absolutely insane. <clears throat> there was a thing years ago, and I think it got washed away, thank goodness, this was 2019, 20, no, it wasn't 2020 yet, late 2019. A number of countries uh, were proposing a, like a border check for, for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And I think the most famous one, I believe, was Andreas Antonopoulos, who announced that he was trying to enter Greece. No, 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 no. He was trying to enter America. And somebody was asking him, um, how much Bitcoin do you have on you? And he was like, None. And they were like, sir, we know who you are. How much Bitcoin do you have on you? And he was like, I don't have any Bitcoin on me. It exists on the blockchain. And they were like, well, take it off the blockchain and show us how much you have. And he's like, I can't take Bitcoin off the blockchain because it exists on the blockchain. And there was a huge discussion by a number of regulators around this time to get people to show how much Bitcoin they had because they didn't understand the idea or the concept of the blockchain. Like the blockchain doesn't just exist in South Korea and in the U.S., it's everywhere at the same time. Like, it's in the air. Like, there is no actual physical location for the blockchain. All the crypto you own isn't in your hands. It's not even on your computer. It's on the blockchain. But a lot of people did not and still do not understand this. So this is why I think that kind of got pushed away because they were trying to mandate in many places. You can You can find this news. That as you travel the world... If you held more than $10,000, you had to announce it. But if you held any crypto, you had to tell the, the country you were entering. Are people that special? I almost said a word. 
Really? Like, no one thinks any further? It's kind of the same exact thing. This was a year ago. Somebody proposed that that if you had more than a 1,000 in the crypto, you had to declare it. And somebody was like, well, why is it 10,000 for every other country if you're flying with paper money? Why is it so much lower for crypto? Regulators just... The kimchi premium is an occurrence in the cryptocurrency trading markets. Where Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies traded much higher prices on domestic exchanges than on global trading networks. This frequently results from increases in demand among South Korean retail investors because I think they're only legally allowed to use one crypto exchange. How? Hmm. Say it this way. I would like to know how old the regulators are around the world. I think they keep forgetting that the internet exists. And is also, in essence, everywhere. The idea of... Okay, I'm going to stop talking because I, 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 I can feel myself wanting to, to, to ramble and rant. And I, and I know that it's not worth it because I'm not in South Korea. And people will still find a way to buy the crypto that they want over the internet. Why would you make it so that they can only use one crypto exchange in the world? And then you get surprised when people are buying it off of other cryptocurrency exchanges. Why would you be surprised if you as a country, because this keeps happening for all those countries who have their own internet, that you would ban websites and then people would start using VPNs? Like what, what would make you shocked that people wanting to gain information or gather information or look at things online that billions of other people have access to and then you get surprised? How boring and stupid is your job that you as a regulator are trying to go after people who are trying to trade crypto? That's all you have to do? There's nothing else in the country. Z- nothing else. You were trying to go after people who are trading cryptocurrencies. Anyway, um, this was also quite popular news, as you might have expected. Um, I have high hopes for the future. I know that I shouldn't because the world is an absolute mess. I believe one day we will get to a point where logic outshines everything else everywhere, that we simply understand what is real, what is not, and that's all that I'm going to say on that, because you wouldn't believe the news that I see. I mean, when I choose news, I keep the worst of it out of your eyesight, just because I don't want to burden you with how ridiculous this space actually is, And the things that regulators are actively trying to do just to make sure that their jobs remain relevant. Understand that. We have the protocols right now that almost certainly make regulation and banks completely redundant. Like we no longer need them. We can program all of these things into an algorithm and make sure that these things already take place. But these people would lose their jobs and these people have become rich off of an old system that they're desperately trying to maintain. Maybe the year 2150. Fingers and I even crossed my toes. Just because, you know, sure, hopefully one day. Anyway, that's the um, South Korean regulator is going after people who are trading crypto for a profit. Can you imagine <laughs> trying, trying to make a profit in this market? How dare they? News. I just rolled my eyes. Let's move on. As always, 
a gigantic thank you to my Patreon supporters. GBU Wally, very big welcome to Manny Cryptos, Mad World of Crypto, Bubble Mode, How's Life Austin, Auspicious Agile and Blockchain, Jamie Saad, Blockchain Simplified, and let's move on. Empire Queen, nope. Roman Geba, there we go. Bitcoin Ben, Arachno Dave, Tony Ambrosky, The Dealers, Den, Captain Something in the Z-Way, Lay, Mo Barazzi, VB Nerd 21, Miguel Grolay, Lauren DeSilva, Corded, Biddy, Troy, All Good, Space Case, Need a Miracle, Paternoster, Navarro Williams, Utopia 569, Moonman High, XRP, Martin Stoyer, Nostromo, John Sarson, The Animal Reader, Bibliophobia, Todd Mullis, Adam Grasick, Wise Knight Owl, 242 to the World, Bankroll Network, Crypto Artist, Cold D3D, Setsuna, Richie Wish the Third, Paxis, Nick Mangialavori, there we go. Jim Gardner, Jeremy Fox, Minting Coins, Yes to Crypto, Body McBoatface, Anytime Fitness, Monks, Corner Staff, Bake Me a Cake, Tigera, Macho Nisa, On Crypto with Lionel and Crayola Michelle, URL. Thank you all very, very much for your continued support. I do thank thee more than you know. Thank you to everyone who has left a like, who has left a comment, who has subscribed. Thank you all very, very much. Bitcoin is currently at 21,732. There we go. U.S. dollars. It is down by 2.18% in the last 24 hours. It is still up by 10% in the last seven days. Don't forget, we were just looking at a $17,000, $18,000 Bitcoin. So 21,700 is looking mighty nice. Ethereum is up by 4% in the last 24 hours. It is up by 40% in the last seven days. It's also looking kind of nice at $1,500. Binance Coin is up by 14% in the last seven days. XRP is up by 13% in the last seven days. Cardano is up by 11 Solana is up by 30%. What the fudge is going on? I think at this point, we should just kind of hope that Bitcoin also breaks down eight times this year because that, that seems to be the only way to get a 30% rise. That's nonsensical. Dogecoin is up by 7% in the last seven days. Polkadot is up by 16 Polygon is up by 55% in the last week. Avalanche is up by 35%. Shiba Inu is up by 12%. Uniswap is up by 33% as well. Litecoin is up by 16%. FTX token, token is it by 15? Ethereum Classic is, you know, breaking barriers. It's up by 78% in the last seven days. Imagine people getting so excited that people are going to be moving machines to another blockchain. 78%. Near Protocol is up by 35% in the last seven days. Kronos is up by 14. Chainlink is up by 11. Stellar is up by 10. Cosmos is up by 16% in the last week. Algorand is up by 17% as well. ApeCoin is up by 35% in the last seven days. I think this has to do with the uh, light launch of their metaverse and also their white paper that was released. VeChain Thor is up by 11%. Decentraland is up by 15%. Sandbox is up by 22 percentile points. Axie Infinity is up by 24%. Ave is up by 41%. Elron Eagle is up by 16. Quant is up by 24 percentile points. EOS is up by 20. I keep wanting to say 10, but then the word twin comes up. I, I, I don't know why. Maker is up by 17. And Zcash is up by 17 as well. Yeah. I do hope 
that you've all enjoyed. I do hope that you all are having a great day, a great morning, a great afternoon, a great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I do hope it's absolutely fantastic. If you are going through a heat wave right now, make sure you have water right now. And then before you go outside as well, uh, walk in the shade. You know, you might want to get a suntan, but you also don't want to get heat stroke. So make sure that you are taking care of yourself because it is mighty hot everywhere right now. Thank you all once again for watching and or listening, and I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you.